What is going on? It is season two. We're back. Growcast. We're here, episode one. Greg, you excited for season two? Very excited. We have really excited about our amazing guest today. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we're back. We got some amazing guests coming on season two. We're really uh, really happy to say that we think everyone's going to learn a lot through this season. We got a lot of experience coming in through these doors. Um, you know, we brought in we're bringing in Chris Phillips from the Ottawa Senators, founder of the Big Rig, which is amazing. We have Stuntman Stu, hashtag Stu Strong. He's actually since. Uh, since we found out, he's actually been recently diagnosed with leukemia, and he's battling that right now. So we're all here for you, Stu. Uh, also, we have Tom Green coming on, which is going to be incredible. And episode one today with us, one of the hottest topics internationally, I would say right now, is cannabis. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone wants to know, uh, you know, what's going on. Everyone's got questions. It's time to talk answers. So we've brought in the founder of National Access Cannabis. If you live in Ottawa, you've probably seen their brand rolling through Hintonburg. Uh, 1111 Wellington is the address. And we brought in the founder of NAC, Fluent from British Columbia today, to basically educate us on cannabis in general, the various uses of it. Um, you know, we'll talk about dispensaries a little bit. We're even going to get into the uh, endocannabinoid system and, you know, first and foremost, we're going to introduce you to Alex, who is the founder, and he's really the heart and soul behind this, this brand and this, uh, this piece of education, and he's from Ottawa. So, Alex, welcome. Thanks for coming out here just to do this. This is, uh, you know, we really appreciate that, and we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Well, thank you for having me here, uh, Paul and, uh, and Greg. Uh, yeah, no, I know, you know, there's a, a lot of people are talking about cannabis right now. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was working with the government trying to get them, you know, up to speed, if you will, and it looks like we're here now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how fast are we going? Well, <laughs> well up to speed. It, it seems like we're at a sudden stop almost, but, uh, you know, it looks like we, we just, we're at a crossroads right now. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think anybody knows where we're going from here, right? So, you know, we're at a stop sign, and it's one of those... You know, four stops. You know, four stop signs. That really, there's like six lanes going into it, so it should be a roundabout. Yeah. So if we can all get along together oh, and man. come and form that circle. Ottawa knows about roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah no East kidding. End yeah, roundabout. So, yeah, and exactly. So you know, I think that's what we need to do. Put that principle into into the cannabis industry, and we all work together in a circle, so we can all, you know work around this amazing plant and not only in a medicinal aspect but also in a spiritual aspect absolutely yeah so how did you get involved with with nac like what was the, the thought process behind the you know the, the creation of it and where do you see yourselves going i guess so what's your involvement now with with the industry itself well, do you want to know where it is now or, where, or the beginning? Well, I guess, of it? yeah, start at the beginning, I guess. Let yeah. us know how you got involved or where you saw the hole well, or, you know, where you saw the need for this. Well, the, the, the cannabis plant, in, in, the reason I got into medical marijuana or marijuana in general yeah. uh, was uh, I grew up uh, here in Ottawa, Somerset and Booth. And, and, and uh, actually, when I was born here, I was in La Breton Flats and they tear, they tear down all those buildings and they moved them up to Somerset yeah, and Booth. Yeah, there's lots of plans there now. Yeah, so. Uh, back then it was a field. I, anyways, uh, <laughs> I remember Le Breton Flats was a beautiful place. But Alex's dog used to shit on Le Breton Flats is what he's trying to say. So Somerset and Booth, when I, uh, I grew up there, and you know, back then that was downtown. 
uh, close to the government, uh, apartment buildings and everything. So, uh, you know, I grew up like on the street. My father was a hardworking man and everything. I had an apartment that I lived in. But, you know, we hung out a lot in the streets. And, and like any other inner city kid, you know, there's a lot of things out there that uh, the inner city kids are not protected from. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, my brother got in. Long story short, my brother got into drugs, as most of my friends did. And he became a drug addict and used intravenous and everything. And uh, I always felt as though there was really uh, nobody there for the community because my brother was an amazing person and it wasn't a drug that ruined, you know, and he's still an amazing person, mm-hmm. by the way, but it wasn't a drug that, that made his life go in a, in a path that, you know, wasn't healthy, but um, it was the fact that he wasn't educated on addiction. Right. So I wanted to work from that aspect. So I figured, well, if people are saying marijuana is a gateway drug, then I want to be on the front line of this. So I, I, I got involved in a dispensary in Victoria uh, in a building uh, that I owned. So I opened it right there with a friend, and, and I only asked him one thing, and I said for him to uh, make sure that we help our community, yeah. we educate our community, and uh, we, we do it with risk reduction and health awareness. So next thing you know, we started educating people on cannabis, not giving it to your children, um, how to use it, like not to use vaporizers instead of smoking it. So we started doing that. Next thing you know, I started seeing people come in, and my dad had cancer as well. And people were telling me that it was helping them as a medicinal aspect. So here I was coming in from, I want to prove to see if this is truly a, a, a gateway drug, right? Because right? my brother did smoke marijuana. I wanted to see if it was a gateway drug. And what I found out was that it wasn't a gateway drug. It was an exit drug. And I was helping people get off methadone program. I was helping people, you know, get off addiction to, to painkillers or oxycodone and all that stuff. So when I started seeing that, I, I realized, oh, my God, this is truly a medicine. Yeah. So then my father, who was diagnosed with cancer, they gave him three months to live. And he lived, you know, three and a half years, almost four. And I know it's because of the cannabis oil, right? But back then, we could even say we were giving him cannabis oil because it wasn't. And that was just something you decided to do as like a, you said, dad, try this. Yeah, because, well, yeah, that's what everybody's doing right now. But one thing I do want to say, though, is that cannabis is not a cure-all for cancer, cure-all for everything here. What I'm I'm saying, so modern medicine is... Well, like anything, there's two ends of the spectrum, right? There's people that are going to, you know, think it's it's the devil, and there's people that are going to think it's going to cure everything, and it's just not... It's not a reality on either side, right? There's a, there's a healthy balance there. So. Absolutely. And my dad, you know, he did die eventually, but I do know that cannabis allowed me to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, I started using cannabis. I was diagnosed with PTSD, and when I found out that cannabis was good for PTSD, I started using cannabis myself, and my PTSD, which I used to get night terrors at night, just went away. And that, yeah. And so... I started seeing all the medicinal aspects, so then I decided, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blend my risk reduction, right, with yeah. health awareness. So at first I was about, hey, here are the risks of cannabis, like predisposition to schizophrenia, yeah. uh, drug interaction, mixing with alcohol, right? Addi- maybe you can get addicted, not because marijuana is addictive, but because you have an addictive personality. Yeah. So there are some risks in cannabis as well as benefits. And so then I decided to develop a model and I called it National Access Canada at the time. And then when I 
partnered up with some champions, some true champions of the cause um, that, that are trying to make a difference in their communities, uh, it turned into National Access Cannabis. And so I've so the champions, for example, that I have with this company, National Access Cannabis, which is all about risk reduction health awareness, is we have an education course for pharmacists that accredits them. Right. So we have a diploma uh, for the diploma on their walls. Uh, I have the, the highest law enforcement that you can have in the country. Uh, he's, he's our present CEO right now, but uh, he's going to just be a director. We're bringing in. What's his name? Uh, Derek Ogden. Okay. So uh, he's. Can you spell, what, how do you spell the last name? In case people want to look him up. O-G-D-E-N. And he's the CEO of Obsidian Consulting. He's an amazing being, special person. And so, you know, he's helped NAC with our, you know, diversion aspect. Yeah. Because two years ago when I came to the health minister's office, I had meetings with the health minister and just ministers like two, two and a half years ago. And when I came talking about today, what's yeah. happening today, I said, this is what's going to happen. You know, yeah. and this is, so when I said that to them, uh, the first thing they said to me, I said, here's my model to help you. Here's National Access Cannabis. You can have it. You know, here's my model. And they said, well, uh, what, are we, what about diversion? Right to children, and, and what about organized crime? And, and that's the like talks that. now too, right? I mean, that's what yeah, yeah. For, well, yeah. that's why when they asked me that, that's when I developed NAC. That's when I, I, I knew we needed somebody, and and of course, uh, NAC being a beautiful model, and it, and it can it was born from compassion, from, yeah. from helping our community. Of course, we have true champions behind it, and he's one of them, Derek Ogden, and, and he's helping us with with the logistics. So he brought in some people that are going to make sure that the transportation of cannabis is done in a safe manner, right? And then, uh, and then, of course, I bring the, the front aspect, which is for the community. I bring you a pharmacist that's accredited as a cannabis specialist, offering you drug interaction if you're taking it as medicine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also... So to touch on that, so, I mean, you, you said that people often associate cannabis with, like, you know, people get addicted to it. Do you think there's a potential that people are not necessarily addicted, but they see the balance that it brings to their life. So maybe they're drawn to it. So it's not necessarily an addiction. It's just an improvement to their actual lifestyle. I mean, there's a, there's a a thin line between something you're addicted to and something that genuinely benefits. I mean, I'm not addicted to water, but I know it it enhances my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's certain things that you require to help yourself balance. And as a medication, I mean, whatever medication you're taking, you're taking it because it balances you. It's not because you're addicted to it. It's because there's something in your body that maybe other people have a, you know, a higher balance and you don't. And whatever, you know, everyone has a certain, balance that they require and every you know drug is what gives them that balance so it might not necessarily be an addiction but it might be something they might be addicted to the feeling that they get because it makes them a more balanced human being right yeah you know in one of your episodes on a podcast i'll have to you know introduce you to her as somebody who 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 specializes in addiction right so there's a big process this is one thing like i like to fund a lot of money that comes from the cannabis industry i like to see you know of course of course they're going to education to children true studies studies but also on addiction yeah right because that nobody really knows is it because you're predisposed to addiction is it in your genetics because you could be addicted to mcdonald's yeah right so and then sugar sugar is one that's big right now sugar is the biggest caffeine so yeah, that's that's a whole episode. And that's the thing, right, is that everything is a drug. Like, at any given point, there's some drugs that are illegal and some that aren't. But all of them, you know, it's, it's basically whoever's dictating at that time or whoever's in control of 
the general populace is, you know, they decide which ones are and which ones aren't legal for you to use, right? And it's kind of up to you to figure out what works best in your body. Yeah. Your body like you talked about PTSD, right? and I've been hearing studies of recently, that, you know, scientists have actually been doing studies using uh, even drugs like MDMA and things like that for PTSD because they, they're realizing that anything in, 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 a, in a large consumption is going to be bad for your for your you know, your organism as, as a person. But if you're using these things and they're scientifically proven as a, as a, as a balanced um, assistant to better your life, just like a Tylenol, you have a headache or an, or, you know, an Advil to, yeah. to thin your blood slightly so that you can feel better. You know, if you take 100 Advil, you're obviously going to have serious issues, right? I mean, just like anything, you're going to have serious yeah. issues. So Drink it's a matter of being able to do this research and, uh, and show, prove, you know, actually prove with facts the effects that it has to our to our our body and our system and then use that to our advantage instead of putting it in a negative light right absolutely so yeah but cannabis you know being attached to addiction is very hard to do i mean mm -hmm. uh, again you're right the addiction has got nothing to do with the plant itself or or any product uh, you know for sure it's the person and it's the genetics and the predispositions but the thing about cannabis you know Unlike any other plant or any other drug, if you want to call it, um, you know, we, we, can, we can talk about the endocannabinoid system, for example. Right. Right? So, yeah, I wanted so, to talk about that. That's an interesting. Yeah. So explain what the, uh, yeah, endocannabinoid well, the, system is so that people can kind of grasp okay, it and then the, we'll get a bit more into that. Okay, for sure. The endocannabinoid uh, system is a system within your body that produces cannabinoids. Every like human being. Every human being has it. Right. And then you have what's also called cannabinoid receptors to receive those cannabinoids that your body's producing. And that you have it in your brain, your heart, your lung, mm -hmm. every living tissue of your body. So you have these receptors. So the endocannabinoid itself uh, is, is producing these cannabinoids. And another thing that can produce cannabinoids outside of you is a marijuana plant. Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to have a relationship with this plant because we're both producing the same thing. So, and the most amazing thing, which, you know, and we're talking, people are talking about breast milk now, mm -hmm. right? So the mother's actually given her own cannabinoids to the baby, right? right? Well, uh, what a, people are talking about that, but what a lot of people don't really know is how divine this plant really is and how human beings are divine as well with, these, with this endocannabinoid system. By the way, doctors only spend 30 minutes on this getting their, their degree. Right. Okay, so they don't even educate. Now they're starting to look at the endocannabinoid system. This is where it all starts, okay, in, 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 in the start of it all, right in our DNA and everything. It's, it's more important. We need to do more research on the endocannabinoid system. So the endocannabinoid system, what a lot of people don't know is that the first communication that a mother has with its baby is when the embryo attaches to the uterus. When that happens, the mother's own endocannabinoid system creates a cannabinoid called anandamide. Anandamide, which means uh, from the word ananda, from the word Sanskrit. So it means bliss. So the minute that the embryo touches the, the wall, the uterus of the mother, the mother gives it from its own cannabinoid all this bliss from her own camp. Wow. Imagine. So, so an embryo has... <laughs> yeah. so That's like, you know, we're talking photosynthesis. This is, you know, like human beings. This is like, you know, This is from the starts, divine. You know? this, yeah. this is a gift, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever you want, from whoever your source is, yeah. the higher source, that is a gift. So imagine uh, an embryo has a CB1 receptor. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? An mm -hmm. embryo has a CB1 receptor. So now, 
the question here is, this is where I have a question that I ask, and I wish physicians or somebody would study this, would be that if, if the baby, the first thing that the, that the embryo receives is, is the uh, CB1 receptor active, which also attaches to THC, right? So what would happen if a pregnant woman, right, who just became pregnant, the embryo hits her uterus, and she's under the influence of cannabis, is that baby, is that good that she, this baby's getting THC because it's got CB1 receptor? Is this something that's going to make them healthier or, or, or reset their body, or is it going to be something that hinders right. them? So, you know, uh, you, have to, you have to err in caution right now until we know that. And, uh, but uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of research needs to go into this endocannabinoid system and cannabis, you know? Pretty yeah, so as far as healing too, right? Like you're saying there's a direct connection between, you know, taking in, let's say, an oil, a cannabis oil, that would connect to your system, which would then help to heal the other aspects of your body, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it'll just reset your endocannabinoid system. So what I like to see is for us to test our endocannabinoid system and see what's lacking because doctors around the world, or sorry, not all doctors around the world, but more doctors, more and more, and scientists believe that the endocannabinoid system regulates the homeostasis. Right. So when you're sick, that means homeostasis is broken. So your endocannabinoid regulates that. So if we, I'm looking forward to the day where we look not only at our DNA, that's yesterday. Yeah. Today, we need to be looking at the endocannabinoid system and seeing what is missing in the endocannabinoid system. And if you're missing uh, CBD, CBG, CBN, then we can get it from the marijuana plant. Right. Right? Because marijuana plant has over 100 different types of molecules. And right? can, you tailor, can you tailor that marijuana to specifically hit that? That's what I'm saying. For crazy. sure you can. Yeah, you can do that with a CO2 extraction machine, supercritical machine. Right, right, so you can hone in CBG, on what people, CBN. people's deficiencies I'm, are yeah. and, and highlight those, right? Yeah, with that's the, the future. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna, yeah. and that's, what, that's what the pharmaceuticals are going to do, and they're going to be dosing. But in the meantime, people are realizing, just take it in as an entourage effect. So all CBG, CBN, all the molecules that are in cannabis, right. when, you, when, you take, when you use it, um, uh, it, it, it's, give, it's definitely giving you a boost to your endocannabinoid system. And if you are missing anything, it's going to be there. And right. for, for me, I, I was missing a, a specific cannabinoid that was helping me with my PTSD, which is a cannabinoid that uh, stops uh, you know for you from dreaming, because that's where a lot of PTSD you, you have your, your right. Your that's interesting. Yeah. So what I love about the, the way the world is going right now, there's definitely a shift, guys. And uh, right in here in Canada, Canada is an amazing country, right? We got, yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're really, we are the best. We got a lot of amazing people get out of our country yeah. for yeah. sure. You know, we have, you know, so loving people anyways, beautiful people. And, and the Americans, there's a lot of them out there too. And then there's a lot of them all over the world. <clears throat> but right now I have a special place in my heart for Canada, especially here in Ottawa. You just voted uh, a young prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Definitely, definitely he's about change. Yeah, definitely he is, yeah. he's about Mother Earth and the environment and the children. And the but he grew up in an informed society, right? Like he grew up in the same – like he's, he's, he's informed. Like he's not, he, he's not just being told. He can actually educate himself. Absolutely. And he does that. And so. he's attached – and you know the thing is is that he's, he's attached. He's rooted to, to – you know, his mother played a strong influence on him as my mother did. And it, and it roots you close to, to – to, to, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what – I like to call it Mother Earth. They're just rooted. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of people see him not being as strong, but him, you know, having the courage to say that he's going to legalize marijuana in this country is amazing. Um, 
And to win saying that. And, like you, just, you know, like, and, and then in pointing, I know a lot of women in, in, in the office too. I mean, that is something that's really important. We need that. Yeah. Well, diversity, ever. just like showing the true colors of our country, like in, like not figuratively, but I mean, say, you know, they, they, you can see that he specifically chose a, a cabinet that had like was multicultural. Was no, but who, who do you think would really? Who do you think would really change the the world or the earth? But mother, mother better than the earth itself. Than the women, no, yeah. than, than women in general. Right, right. That are the mothers. Yeah, you know. So uh, it's not only the diversity, yeah. but I just think we need more women in power, right, to help us because you know most men. We listen. Men have been running the world for a long time. Yeah. Right. And and it's time for us. So Justin Trudeau. Well, again, even in the last. That's, I mean, this is the last hundred years like we're talking okay, like this exactly. is such a small like yeah, a, yeah. a dot in history i know, you know but like it's a big dot for this country it, it's and, here, and first, canada is, yeah in four it, years when justin trudeau comes out on the other end yeah and he survives <laughs> yeah. the next four years because it's going to be tough because yeah, sure. a lot of people say hey why why does he recreation legalize marijuana right away well, you know how many uh, how many other things he has that are really important yeah, right right you know, so he's got a big job ahead of us so i don't put any pressure on him when it comes to you know legalizing marijuana but i will say one thing though when he's ready to legalize i'm ready to help him with uh you know offering safe distribution right through you know through nac's model right so let's let's talk about that can you yeah. explain the differences between because you know previously people could still have and i'm sure you know our listeners are going to have known at least this if they don't know anything about the medicinal marijuana industry let's let's talk like that but everyone knew that there was previous licenses that you could carry for the sake of medicinal purposes. So can you explain the difference between that license and then the, the new license that has been created through Health Canada and that whole... So just explain yeah. like a very <laughs> high overview, you know, for, for wow. our listeners. Yeah, well... We, they started off with the MMAR, right? Yeah. Regulations, which was the. And what's old, that? What's that? That was the, that was the that was the old. Is there an acronym? Like, is that actually? Yeah. Well, the MMPR is the uh, Marijuana for Medical Purposes Regulation. Okay. And this is the one that we're in right now. This is, but now that might uh, when they brought that regulations in and we had the old regulations, I was thinking that these new regulations weren't going to work because they weren't allowed. Uh, it, the, the whole model didn't make sense because they they expected doctors to write prescriptions when there was and mis. Ambrose, she was right when she said that. Well, I mean, if we have anecdotal evidence it's a medicine, but yep. to call it a medicine, you have to do research, clinical trials, and proof of efficacy. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, that's the MMPR program. So she wanted it to go that way, which is if you're going to call it a medicine, prove it. Right. And when you prove it, we'll let you, we'll get licensed producers to do it, we'll get doctors to prescribe it, and pharmacists to dispense it. Yep. But then what happened was <clears throat> there's no efficacy. So now we have people with anecdotal evidence who want safe access and, and easy access to cannabis and they should have the right to do so and, and the Supreme or the court decided yes that's we're going to give you the right to grow your own and have easy access to this medicine so uh, once once we go back to the MMAR though if, if you're going to say to me that the new regulations we have to have prescriptions then if there's no efficacy and it doesn't work, then the MMPR doesn't work. Right. So two years, two years ago, I was saying that to the government. I was saying, look, your regulations make no sense. And the MMAR was perfect. It was working fine. There was no issues with the MMAR program, which is the old program, the old medical marijuana program. And so now I think with the new courts making this decision, because they gave an injunction for the MMAR, which is beautiful. Yeah. Because... The, 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 the government knew, or the, the, the judges or the courts knew that the MMPR didn't work just like I knew. 
It wasn't right. And let's not forget, the MMAR program, when it was developed, it helped a lot of people. And there's a lot of mom and pops, uh, people that I know back in Vancouver Island that, are, that invested and they've been healing people for a long time just for some of the government to come up with a new program and turn it into a, you know, a, like a pharmaceutical status where now it's hard for just local growers mm -hmm. to, to, to continue supporting their family and, and, and helping their own communities, which is something that I, I hope... Uh, you know, the government will look into, uh, you know, I know that these licensed producers are great, but we should think about local growers, mm -hmm. just like we do with lo like organic uh, or, or farming, local farming, yeah, yeah, local groceries, yeah. right? So I'm hoping that, uh, so I, I believe that there's going to be a transition where you bring the MMAR and the MMPR together, mm -hmm. and the, the licensed producers that are the MMPR now, they can have their medical marijuana. But if they want to come into the recreational, they may do so. Why not? They're already there. But they should also allow the MMAR to come in and do their recreational as well. Yeah. So there's a big transition. This is the this is what I'm looking uh, or I'm interested in finding out what's going to happen with the government, how they're how they're going to proceed, and I'm hoping that they're not going to go, uh, you know, big corporate and just stick to uh, you know what the plant really is is all about. Especially if you're going to go recreational, I don't want to see it sold in a liquor store, for example. Right. Right. I want. And yeah. So that's a, that's a, the next question. Yeah. It's the next yeah. question. Like, you know, how do you, how do you compare like kind of dispensaries or the NAC model to the LCBO? Like, what, what would be the pros and the cons, I guess, of that model? Well, the, the biggest uh, con for the LCBO... I mean, that's, that's, sorry, sorry to cut okay. that. I mean, that's what people related to, right? I mean, that's, the, you know, it's, I, I don't know if it has been on the front of the Ottawa Citizen, for example, but I mean, when you talk to the general public, this is kind of what, how they relate it, or at least the way that they've been told to, to view it, right? So can you kind of, I guess, shed some light on, on well, that? Well, yeah, with, well, first of all, um, I'm all about risk reduction, health awareness, safe distribution. So the first thing I, um, that I educate people on is uh, one of the things is predisposition to schizophrenia, of course, uh, but there's still, that's still in doubt as well, but um, is drug interaction, and that's never in doubt. So the number one thing that I, the drug interaction, one of the biggest drug interaction is alcohol. You should not mix cannabis and alcohol. It's a bad mix. It, it'll, it'll, it'll increase your, your the cannabinoid receptors uh, receiving that THC. You're going to get extra high more than normal, and you might take that extra puff of one beer, and now you're like drinking six beers almost, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't want to mix those two. So it's a wrong message to our children too. So, but uh, you know, uh, LCBO, they don't have any risk. When you walk into a dispensary, and there's beautiful dispensaries in BC. There's an association of dis uh, dispensary association, uh, CMACD. The, the listeners can look it up. Yeah, so they can look it up. <laughs> they're, 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 they're the biggest. Let's Google now. Everyone, like I said, everyone's yeah. as smart as everyone else. Yeah. So <laughs> they've been working, and first of all, they've been in the medical marijuana industry more than anybody. They are the pioneers of it. And uh, for the liquor store to come in, it would be an irresponsible act by the government to allow that to happen. It should definitely be uh, an association of dispensaries that have been in the industry for a long time and they know about the plant. So, for example, if you go, uh, if you come into a dispensary, one of these dispensaries, uh, you're going to find posters about risks and benefits, education. So when was the last time you went into an, a liquor store where they don't, where they, uh, they, they say, hey, don't, don't buy too much of this or be careful when you're pregnant and there's no communication. You walk in and, and the only communication is you, maybe you, you might flirt with the person at the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to share personal information. Whereas this plant is a different, it's a different breed than alcohol. It shouldn't yeah. be anywhere near it. And, and people should be able to come in and be able to talk about their health. And these dispensaries, we already have 
have that in place. And then also, um, it's just so funny how easy alcohol is. Like you, you know, and think about how dangerous, like how yeah. bad of a drug alcohol is, and how well, easily yeah, well, it we, is. We to, don't want to cut that down either because everybody no. should have their their choice, right? Yeah. Everybody, I'm I'm for everybody. I guess but. overconsumption of anything again, but I'm saying it's so you could you could get it in such high quantities that it yeah. could affect you in a negative way, right? Absolutely. Like so, like proven. You know? For sure. And then another thing I was thinking too is that these dispensaries. Um, we are all about brown paper bagging the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not we're we're not like the the liquor stores where they have the twelve days of holiday cheer and they're promoting you to consume more consumption during winter uh, during Christmas time. Whereas <laughs> when you come to our dispensary, we don't say, "Hey, it's April twentieth coming." You know, make sure you load up with Stop two pounds of weed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not like that, yeah. right? So, compassion clubs where they're all yeah, NBC the dispensaries. Yeah. I think the government needs to look at us. And talk to us and ask us, you know, how would we look at Go Recreational? We already have the model. And also, I have a software that was given to me, again, by a beautiful being, a true champion from another country. Uh, He approached me, and he offered me a software um, to protect uh, the dispensaries and and and, uh, these associations, these compassion clubs, from the LCBO's argument of... um, that the one of the LCBO arguments is that we have a proven track record of checking IDs, and they do, mm-hmm. and these dispensaries don't. So we, I've been given a software that I'm working on right now, and this is the first time I haven't mentioned it to anybody, so I'm going to mention it on the podcast. Where spoiler um, alert, yeah, okay. <laughs> where yeah. it's a software that does identification authentication. So when it, somebody comes in, it authenticates literally uh, a driver's license and passport, and then authenticates the person holding it. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So then you come in. I can guarantee you there will be no children being served. And that's cannabis. the biggest fear, right? Uh, so yeah. 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 Now that, that or using that your brother's ID yeah. to get the bottle yeah, yeah. or that's whatever. Right. You know. And and the only thing that I hope never done that. Yeah, and hopefully in the future the liquor, uh, the LCBO will will implement my software. Right. Because right now they're checking IDs and and there's there's errors in that and I have mm-hmm. a software that's going to protect us from from diversion of children. You know. On that point, people, I think one of the biggest discussions, especially with all the talk in the government right now, or at least in the, in the House, is that, you know, have it, it, even if you have it in the home and it's available, right, it's, it's, it's available if you have a, a license, or a, um, yeah, license, etc., um, still the quantity that you have in your home could be, if your kids have a handle on it or whatever, that it could be da- potentially dangerous is a question. So in your opinion, what is the safest way to consume it, like what's the safest consumption method? Well, first of all, about, if, the, if, about, about the children. That's that's something that's really important because uh, that's why we're having issues with. It's all about the children. It's always. Well, it, it, is. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is. I know. It's it's the next generation. Well, we need to keep them alive. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, when they when people are selling edibles and you leave a brownie on a table by accident, some child gets a hold of that. Right. I mean. I you know who knows what the effects would yeah, be nice. okay right yeah yeah definitely the baby's going to probably end up in a hospital or the child it's just not a good thing so first of all we need to educate people on that but what this is why you know there's a, there's a pen there's a lot of these uh, vape pens there's a pen like it's, this one's called juju okay and this pen I support this pen so much because I'm uh, sure people have at least heard probably heard the name. Oh, I don't, well, they're out of, they're in the states. So was, it's J J U J U. So yeah, J U J yeah. So, um, anyways, the, these these are vape pens that have uh, CO two um, supercritical oil. Okay. 
and it's in a pen and this is what I like about this so first of all you're not smoking it so there's no burnt plant matter so there's no carcinogens at all and of course this is medicine for people so you can put CBD in there THC CBG CBN and you can inhale it anywhere in private but the best thing I like about Juju is that they're coming up with a model that uh, 2.0 and it's going to be uh, connected to their cell phone so that uh, if you leave it on the table and you have a, a child come up and he hits on it it won't work yeah right so it's like, it's like coded it is like the best diversion to children it's like your fingerprint on a gun hey just like a finger you can like a fingerprint gun. Gun. yeah so it's connected to your cell phone so that exists oh yeah yeah wow. so the thing is is companies like juju's you know responsible corporations that are trying to help are you know the That's cause cool. right yeah, yeah so so this is like one like i just love these guys who's the founder of juju what's that like what's his um I, they're from uh, seattle okay uh, yeah you know, i don't know yeah. i don't know much about uh, you know i don't know who's yeah, the ceo yeah. or something yeah, yeah but it's definitely uh these guys are on the right track yeah you know? well so, Especially with that safety, additional safety feature. I mean, all, that's incredible. Yeah. And I'm all, all about risk right? reduction, yeah. health awareness, and this is a risk reduction to children. So you leave it on the table, a child can't hit it. The child steals it, takes it to school, it won't work because yeah. it's attached to your cell phone. Yeah. You know, so isn't so, that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? This is beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm just looking forward to <clears throat> more beautiful things like that yeah. to be created in this industry, and it seems as though uh, it's going to get really interesting and a lot of people that are part of the cannabis industry that are going to be benefiting monetarily are people that are special and good beings that are in it for the right cause because right. everybody around cannabis is in it for the right cause every single one of them no matter what even the ones you think are the bad ones <laughs> yeah they're in it for the right reason <laughs> i'm telling you because cannabis that's one thing we all have together cannabis and to me cannabis brings us all to ourselves you know i think bob marley wrote something about smoking cannabis and learn yourself i yeah, believe that yeah. this gets you in tune with yourself and with your heart sure. and uh, and that which is the highest frequency there is which is love so and yeah. i think cannabis industry is going to change the world i believe that 100 percent. and it's doing that by healing people first from as young as three months old infants with severe seizures to the elderly with with arthritis do you know what i mean yeah yeah i do i remember i was watching oh man it just popped into my head when you said that i was watching something about these, this kid that had seizures forever and they were prescribing him so many meds it was a big thing it was mm. on like a dateline it was like an hour and, Charlotte's yeah. and then Charlotte's yeah web. and then anyways got all cured Imagine? yeah just like that Israel Israel's doing a lot of beautiful things out there, eh? Israel are the leaders. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, they've been doing this for quite some time. Yeah. Like what kind of, where, where around the world is it still I mean there's certain countries where it's still like you can be exiled for Well, for, you know. well I got two girls here which I'm going to bring them on later. Yeah. Uh, not the girls but the mother. You're going to meet her. Uh, I have two a family from Australia that are here as refugees right now uh, that were giving the children oil for their lung disease. Right. So you know it, it Cannabis has anti-inflammatory properties, right? And they have an inflammatory lung disease. It's two little girls, an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old. How severe would it have been? Like if they weren't being She's, treated? She was, away, oh, she was treated in Australia, all right. But they were treating her with steroids and drugs that right. were actually killing her, killing her organs. Right. So the, her mother, who we'll bring on here and we'll talk to her, she did her research and found out that cannabis oil might help. And she gave it, and first of all, one of her daughters, she was awake for one year, 45 minutes a day because she wasn't getting the oxygen. 45 minutes a day she was awake and then the rest of the time sleeping. 
Okay, I see. You know, it's. I've and what, what do you think that quality of forty five <laughs> minutes? It, 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 it's pretty bad. Okay, and then she gives them oil, and all of a sudden they do better. So they were gonna, of course, you know, she could be arrested and children taken away from her. So she came to Canada, and then I've been helping her. So I got her a pediatric lung specialist. I got her uh, a permission from uh, Health Canada and permission from the college. Yeah. And uh, got medicine from the licensed producer, and the kids are now. Uh, when they first came here, I, I remember taking them out to a restaurant. They have to walk around with these tanks, and I had to have them home in an hour because yeah. their tanks were running out. Now they only use tanks to go to sleep at night nocturnally. So it. now they're running around. They come, you know, in my house. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, I got a punching bag in my house, and, and, and the little one, she always asks me, you know, I, you know, excuse me, Alex, with her, you know, with her accent, yeah. you know, from Australia. Yeah. Can I hit Bob? Because I, call, I used to call Punch Bob, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. rubber man. And she puts on these gloves, and she's a little Poor girl. Bob, oh my it's god! And she's down. hitting, you know, the bag, and I'm like, wow, like what a difference this oil made with these two it little girls. It seems so funny just to hear the word <clears throat> lung disease and cannabis in the same contact because it's like people well, automatically think smoke, assume right? smoking. Yeah, yeah and no, lungs, we, yeah, right? yeah, that's And good. I get I'm it, but I mean, that when you it's said true. that. Yeah, but right? I should let the audience yeah. People know just that assume cannabis, they think smoking. Exactly. Inhaling. Yeah, yeah no, no. So, yeah, so I better let the audience know then to make it clear. Uh, so what we do is we take, uh, we make oil yeah. from the cannabis and we do it at a low temperature so that the THC is an A, an acid base. So it's THCA so the kids don't get high at all. So you can't get high if you. If right. So it's just strictly yeah. medicine. So it's so based. she's got so they're getting the THC, but an A, so it's not. Uh, uh, it doesn't give you that psychotic, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, effect. Uh, and then also they get the CBG, CBN, and everything else. And they take it as a pill formula? Like no, a, we put it in oil, and uh, you know, do you take it in a spoon, or we could put it in oh, a capsule? Okay. And the kids take it like that. Yeah. Well, you can ask the mother. Smoking marijuana <clears throat> or using cannabis, uh, uh, people who use it recreationally, uh, you can use it spiritually. You can use cannabis uh, as a cheat for meditation. In reality, you don't need cannabis. You can meditate and align probably your cannabinoid system through meditation and exercise and good eating. Yeah, this is something with uh, oxygen, David Wolf we were yeah. talking about, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, my friend David Wolf, he's a great guy, and that's what he's all about, healing. And they're all about food, everything is, yeah, is yeah. a combination. Well, right? and that's the thing, like with my... Since he came out with that, with the Nutribol, since he was endorsing the Nutribullet product, I guess he's probably he's probably part of the company as well. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah so, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I jumped on it right away just because I knew what it was about, and I was already into smoothies and juicing. And then I just found it was a great product, and now with our daughter, it's like every day, you know? Every day your daughter's eating vegetables, Every, every right? morning we wake up, and she's like, juice, and she and loves them, let's them, go. Right? It'll, yeah. be like, it'll be like spinach, celery, apple, grapes, hemp seed, yeah, you know? That's amazing. And just some water, that's mix beautiful. it up. She takes it, she drinks the whole thing. And I'm just like, and I know that every day she's getting more than some adults get. Bro, you know, that is crazy. So it is, and I, you know, wow. we'll do it all the time. Helps me put all the food in the in the uh, container and everything. And she yeah. loves it. Loves it. Smoothie. We're getting them into yeah. vegetable, yeah. you know. And then now start growing a little bit of vegetable in the back yeah, and take it. a carrot and say, look, and put and that. And help her plant it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, it, it, like, it's, there's two things I want to say about that exactly. One thing that I've been following lately, and it's in, I'm not going to get into hunting, but um, like how we immediately can connect with vegetables like you know we can grow our own tomato plant we plant the seed we watch it grow mm. blah blah so we eat the vegetables we're fine with it we know where they come from but meat is a whole you're talking about you don't eat chicken anymore and i know i'm pretty sure you have a strict diet as well but um you know we don't we don't we're not killing our own our own no. meat and there's a complete disconnect like we can grow a plant 
and eat it and we understand where it comes from but we can grab a chicken or a pork or whatever from the grocery store and we don't connect that to the animal that's dying no. and i'm not a vegan i eat meat but I, i'm starting to now get into wanting to hunt my own food and like I'm, I'm i would like to be more connected to that you know and i think it comes back to exactly what you're saying about and david wolf i know is big on this as well is everything you put into your body is what your body uses to basically sustain itself and so you you know what you're taking in creates who you are right and the right. energy yeah. that you're producing absolutely so hunting apples by the way is is, is yeah it's more fun than hunting <laughs> apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's always good to, an bring, and it's good to bring a friend with you you know so you get on his back and grab the, the apples that's they're good. always up there yeah. you just can't reach you know yeah, true. but uh yeah no it's uh that's pretty that's pretty good stuff for sure but it's like you know we it's you know we have these we're made up of let's say a trillion organisms our bodies so when we take in these other living organisms regardless of whether it's cannabis or, or vegetables or meat or whatever it is that is what your body is using to continue its oh and everybody life, and everybody know? knows i mean even if you're someone that eats like crap for your whole life you have a couple of days of eating well after the transition i mean you're just oh, like what man, the hell have i been funny? missing yeah, right? yeah. vibrating you know, it's your uh, temple it's crazy yeah. it's connected to the source it's crazy bro I, you know what it took cannabis to get me there you know because i you know i'm not only do, you know i'm sure i have add as well i don't know i haven't been you know, but everybody says i have it so right. i didn't bother going to see a doctor uh, but i know that cannabis actually you know helped me get the, into that point where i start to you know want to be healthier and eat healthier and uh, live healthier and and cannabis can help a lot of people with that for sure you know what's interesting so again, back is that to the endocannabinoid system that's where i really like yeah, our, i got to do some more research on that yeah, I, oh, that's what my mind about that about that's very i mean very the minute cool. that you come into yeah, reality in your mom's you know as an embryo yeah. the minute that you get any first feeling you ever get yeah. is from the endocannabinoid system of the mother Amazing. right yeah. anandamide yeah right isn't that a beautiful name it is. yeah <laughs> what I find is good when you talk about that, like the source, you know, it's like when you when you're thinking about our bodies and you're kind of the the, the godhead per se of your body, like yeah. we, we you know we control our body or we think we do, like what we're taking in, like it's the same way you look at a jungle. It's not just a jungle. There's a million things that make up that jungle, you know. So we are our own thing. You're Greg, Alex, Paul, like, and we're monitoring and guiding this create this this organism so Absolutely. choosing what we put into it is important is mm-hmm. i mean utterly important yeah, exercise important, too, right? meditation like, meditation yeah. is meditation really is good massive, too. Yeah. like uh, yoga yeah well, that's that's what i was saying like the last six weeks shout out to moksha yoga as well has been uh <laughs> has been different for me and, and i know one of the reasons is i was talking to my wife today because for the last six months prior or whatever i was getting up every morning I was doing I was doing half an hour of yoga at least and I was meditating and then I was writing in a journal and no matter how, and no matter how derailed my day got as long as I had that in the morning it was okay you know what I mean I'd get up and then with the last six weeks going through like just different stuff new baby and mm-hmm. you know etc I've just been I, I went off the path a bit and like this morning I was talking about, I'm like man I'm like, I got to get on that isn't it hard you to said get that to me too I got to get on it tomorrow yeah, it's hard like, though isn't it it's not, it's it not is weird. hard but it's what like, is that but to kick it back in is hard because then tomorrow you wake up at six. You're like, when you're in okay. it, you'll be happy though. Well, that's, you, that's you what just I'm have saying. to do it, and and you start with you know somebody told me it's like reading that book. If you don't like reading, read one page a that's day, it. That's and, it. and then you'll yeah. have that habit yeah, yeah, set in place. You know, but it's 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 just that morning routine. Yeah, and like sure. for me personally, I I need that morning routine. But again, with the kids and everything, and like sleep schedules, I just got a little. 
bit off track, but man, it's like, it's just all part of it. We're talking about just eating and like just having that system that's you. Yeah, exactly. It's like going to your job and, and deciding I'm going to do this, this, and this. It's like, you got to book the time for yourself or else you're just going to, everything else is going to be, you know, out the window too. And right? these are the questions that people need to be talking about and asking themselves every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, as much as we're going to talk about cannabis, I know on the next part yeah. and we'll talk business and everything, but it's, it's good to, for us to talk about that as well, because that's, 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 what's really important to me. And, and when I, yeah. and how NAC, even became what it was. It was about the community, always was, right? It's always about the people. Today's episode of Growcast was recorded at Breeder Ottawa, 78 George Street in the Byward Market and brought to you in part by referralmortgages.com. Real mortgages, real fast, made simple. And the Greater Ottawa Group at Remax Core. Exceptional agents, exceptional results. Now, back to our show. Growcast. We listen, we learn, we grow. And we're back. Okay, <laughs> yes. All right. So we're uh, we're here with Alex Avalan. Um, I wanted to make sure that we gave a shout out though to Cafe Fifty Five and the Bywood Market here in Ottawa. Uh, Todd LeBlanc. Shout out to Ty. He went over, uh, loaded the team up with some caffeine. Great drug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So everyone obviously knows about Tim Hortons. You know, big in Canada. Uh, the Tim Hortons of dispensaries is a man by the name of Don Bruyere, is that correct? Yeah. Can you t- what's his story? Tell us, I guess, his involvement with dispensaries and uh, where Don, that stands. Don Bruyere. Okay, so the uh, Don Bruyere was the first person who, where we are today with the medical marijuana industry or the mar- marijuana industry in general, like the dispensary model, yeah. uh, Don Bruyere was the pioneer of that. So he was the person who saw what I saw in 2011, back in 2004, I believe, and he had the courage to open up the first dispensary because he knew that this was not a bad drug, like people were saying, and uh, he was, he put, you know, his life on the line, and he opened up the first dispensary uh, recreational in Canada, uh, and medicinal, both in one place, called Dakine, and he did six and a half this years. This is in BC? Yeah. Yeah. And they put him in jail for six and a half years for that. So, you know, and look where we are today, right? You know, when was so, that? Like what year was it? 2004, I think. Okay. Which I'm not sure on the dates, but I know it was around that time. And then, uh, you know, 2011, I helped with the dispensaries. And, and I guess, you know, the people were starting to wise up and realize that uh, these dispensaries are, are important for our communities. They're the angels of our communities, if you think about it. They're, these dispensaries are not here to harm the community. When was the last time you had businesses flourish and open in a community that's helping the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a connection with community. Yeah. That's yeah. so hard to get yeah. on the Internet world today is community with right. people. Well, these dispensaries have... They're connected. They got the pulse of the community. So Don Briere, man, you should probably put that guy on this show because where we are today was because he opened up that dispensary on Commercial Drive called Dakine. If you want to Google it, D-A-K-I-N-E, I I think, Dakine, and check it out. Can you verify that? Yeah, there's a whole story on him. And uh, on Don Briere, so yeah, Tim Hortons, the coffee for sure. Yeah, yeah. Don Briere, he, he's uh, yeah. Well, he's he's the he's the man, you know. He's yeah. a person. I, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him doing what he did first. So now I heard uh, I heard PharmaSafe and and shoppers are looking to get into the uh, the marijuana business. How do you yeah. feel about that? I, I well, guess how does that 
Well, you know, if, if uh, once they can, uh, once these licensed producers can prove, uh, do their research and uh, and do clinical trials and prove efficacy and get a DIN number, which is a drug information number, then PharmaSafe, by all means, uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, they're all going to come in into the marijuana business. But uh, that's one thing. Like National Access Cannabis, the company that I came up with two years ago, is a a medical marijuana dispensary, but it's a pharmacy model. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we were already Shoppers Drug Mart. I, I have a we have a software called WinRx, which is uh, approved by PharmaNet, and it's in, and it's being used in pharmacies today. And, and we and NEC has the rights to that software. Right. So we were uh, doing the same thing as we're shoppers drug mart right now. So you're just saying so, it's a software for any type of pharmacy based. That's right. Company. So once, but we need a DIN number in, in order for my. Right. And I also have a pharmacist as well. So we we have actually National Access Cannabis. We have a course that's accredited by the Canadian Council on Contingent Education of Pharmacists, and uh, it goes for 18 credits on their diploma for our pharmacists that work for us. So we also have you know any pharmacists who want to get into cannabis industry, they can come to National Access Cannabis. We have a course that's been put together that gives you credits to your diploma for your ongoing education and at the same time makes you a cannabis specialist and uh, you know you, you can work with us at National Access Cannabis or wherever you want but yeah so that's the, the pharmacy absolutely and I already know that uh, they are coming out with transdermal patches mm-hmm. they're coming out with subdermal uh, as well uh, with sublingual with sprays so you know this is this, so so it's going to get really interesting. The greatest thing about this is that I'm so happy Shoppers Drug Mart is coming on board. Yeah. The show this proves well, it's going to create awareness. Medicine. Nothing else. It's medicine. Yeah. 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 It's medicine. At least now people like Ted Smith. That's and, true. And, That's and, a good and point. Owen Smith, and now they, now they can all be you know finally accepted, and, and you know that must be a great feeling for them to have right now to to feel uh, you know like now people aren't looking down on you and being ostracized. Right. Like finally all the work they put in. Oh my time. god. You know, imagine, just imagine, <laughs> yeah. you know, how much work they put into it. Now you got Shoppers Drug Mart jumping right in and saying, yeah, yeah. it's a medicine. So if people, if people wanted to get a... a Which a is case. a good thing, though, by the way. Uh, you know, with, 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 we need more people. If, sh- if Shoppers comes in, that'll force the licensed producers to, to prove efficacy. Right. To get a DIN number, you can't just say, oh, this is good for that. Right, so right. In the and that's why, that's why you did it in the first place. That's right. right. It was right. to make sure it was... It was safe exactly and, well that, right I'm all about, yeah. yeah so and NAC we're well positioned whether it goes to pharmacies or if it goes to recreational we're, we were always about safe distribution yeah you know so education through risk reduction so if, if people wanted to get if they needed like they went to the physician you know they have a, a prescription like what is the next step for them how yes. would they do that okay. and, so it's exactly, you know you had mentioned yeah. in, in your intake that you were willing to connect maybe two people Absolutely. you're thinking about yeah. running a contest are you open to that, and how would they how would they go about doing that if they if they wanted to get involved if if they had a physician that said that they needed to have that as medicine? Yeah, like, okay. The well, that, well, that's the thing. First of all, it's hard for for most people to have a physician sign off on, right. on it because there's no efficacy. They don't even know how to write a prescription. Uh, so we do. So National Access Cannabis, we're like a, a pharmacy, just like Shoppers Drug Mart, except we're dedicated specifically to cannabis, right. because cannabis heals a wide variety of ailments. So it's not like you could just throw it in a Shoppers Drug Mart, because no, Shoppers Drug Mart, you had this prescription for this, this prescription for that, this. For, so it's, they're all different. Mm-hmm. Cannabis encompasses a whole bunch of ailments, so you need a pharmacy that's dedicated specifically to that medicine. 
And that's what these compassion clubs are all about and, and they seize all about and, and, and dispensary. So when you come into our location, right. the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, is your doctor comfortable with signing a medical document uh, allowing you to use cannabis? Because you should talk to your doctor. And at the very least, your physician should know that you're using cannabis. Mm-hmm. He should know that you're drinking uh, like six bottles you know, or two bottles right. of, of, of beer a week or six. You should tell your doctor everything. Right. So if your doctor says, okay, uh, thank you for sharing that you want to use cannabis. I don't feel comfortable, but what, I, what doctors are now starting to do here in Ottawa and across Canada is they're starting to feel comfortable with referring right. their patients to us at National Access Cannabis because we have doctors that are educated on cannabis. We have doctors that are willing to work with research and clinical trials. To make sure they're informed before, yeah. That's right. Not be so right you come into our place, so either your doctor signs a medical document or you, you come in either way with a signed medical document or a referral. Mm-hmm. And when you come to NAC, we, we connect you with a physician. Once that physician signs off, on the medical document, then we bring you to our pharmacist if you want to, if you're on other medication and we can do a drug interaction. Yeah. And then once you're clear for your drug interaction, then we connect you to a licensed producer and then we have the medicine sent to you through the mail. This is the, the thing wow. that we're trying to change. Yeah. We're trying to change it so that we can give it to you at our location. Right. And Which right, is much safer. Yeah, well, at least, I mean, it's safer much in many safer. ways. Yeah. Sending, yeah. sending a narcotic through the mail uh, poses, uh, you know, risks, you know, unintended con- consequences, yeah. you know, lost, stolen mail, uh, you know, I know somebody whose daughter, eight-year-old daughter, signed for a package mm-hmm. of marijuana from a producer, right, while he was at work. That's a true story, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah. And, and that's what we're trying to avoid. So, I mean, so yeah, there. there's diversion, so if, if the government really cares about diversion, which I know they do, uh, we need to uh, implement uh, a, a system that that can at least um, regulate and uh, not, I hate to use the word control, but at least, um, you know, I don't know what other word I would use, but I guess just regulate and uh, just give some regulations is pretty much what the government needs to do. So, yeah. so anyway, so the, per- the person comes in. He sees, once he gets his medicine delivered to him, then after that, he keeps coming up to NAC or goes to our pharmacist or talks to his doctor and he does his ongoing care. Right. Now, this is the medicinal aspect. So I'm stuck between recreational and medicinal because I, I want to be able to reach the most people about risk reduction, health awareness. And I almost believe now that the medical aspect, now that Shoppers Drug Mart is coming on board, uh, we're a pharmacy right now for sure. But I think we need to focus more on the recreational because that's where we're going to be able to do a, a, a stronger impact in our communities because recreational, there's going to be a, you know, a lot of people trying it yeah. or are already on it. Right. And uh, this is where we can educate people on cannabis because yeah. I, I don't want it to, you know, we're taking it out. If they're going to legalize it, they're taking it away from the streets and uh, bringing it into an open uh, arena, I think, is going to make this plant so much better right. and make this, as you know, help everybody. In our community. And the more research they put into it, they'll be able to obviously, you know, find out more, even more things that, it, that it's able to do or different oh, yeah. things, ways to so, help. Yeah, people. these guys coming in, the shoppers are from Save. I'm really happy because they're the ones who are going to push and make sure to get yeah, the yeah. number. So speaking of bringing someone in, we do have a, a special guest with us oh, yeah, who you sure. have brought in actually from Australia. So uh, if she's ready. Mm-hmm. The lady. Uh, yeah, so we'd like to bring in Bobby. Bring me, hey, Bobby. Hey, hey. <laughs> 
So Bobby, Bobby has an amazing story. She's going to tell us. She again, she she came in from Australia and she's going through. Alex kind of touched on it in the first half uh, about her daughters uh, being sick and stuff. So Bobby, I'll let you tell the story. Welcome, first and foremost. Thank you. Welcome to Canada and the cold. The cold. Still getting used to the cold. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us. I guess your 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 full name. You know where you grew up in Australia. Kind of your story, and then tell us about your daughters. Well, I mean, grew up in country Victoria. Um, Nothing miraculous, I have to say. Yeah. Um, can you, can you hear okay? I, yeah, yeah, okay. My husband and I have six children, so, you know, we have our own sort of case studies going at home, yeah, there, yeah. I suppose. You know, I mean, as parents, you definitely pick up similarities in your children and <laughs> things that are different about your children. So you notice pretty quick when one's just that little, little bit, bit off. Tabitha was born at 28 weeks preterm, so she was incredibly tiny. She burst both her lungs at birth, and we were told that it was a genetic defect, but we didn't know what. Mm-hmm. It was definitely progressive. Um, as she grew, uh, her reliance would literally, literally dwindle. She had no energy. By the time she got to 12 years old, the amount of steroids that she had been on had destroyed her liver, her kidneys, the list goes on. Um, Steroids, I don't know whether you've had much to do with them, but the cloud effect of them destroys everything around them. Mm -hmm. Um, So for a small child to be on them for 12 years straight, and we're talking double the adult dose by the time she was two years old just to keep her alive, the damage that was doing was horrendous. She was also on three litres of oxygen continuously, 24 hours a day, and barely awake for 45 minutes. Okay, so then then you found out about the oil. No. No? Then... (laughs) (laughs) Let me stop you right there. (laughs) No, there was always a conflict of diagnosis. Without a diagnosis, you can't treat Jack. Mm -hmm. Simple, because you don't know what you're fighting. Yeah, you're throwing darts. That's yeah, right, yeah. yeah, and every single doctor we had been to was literally throwing darts until they joined the Head Scratchers Club, mm-hmm. but we just don't know anymore, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we fought to take the girls to the States and have a semi-permanent diagnosis so that we knew what we were aiming for. What we were aiming for was an inflammatory disease, that's what they believed that our girls had. So basically their lungs inflamed to a degree that they no longer absorb oxygen into their bloodstream, they just can't do it. No amount of steroids was stopping that from happening, no amount of oxygen was stopping that from happening. Our next step for Tabitha before she hit 13 was to have a trachea inserted straight into her lungs. And then it's a pretty quick deterioration from there. So, so you're the trying to find medication for her. You were trying to see what was working for her, right? Well, they had no no options, so no. They, no, that, I'm talking about was, you. You, yeah, you were that, trying to find something we for given. your children. Yes. So then we thought, well, you know what? We have tried every pharmaceutical available to mm-hmm. us. Right. We were completely open from day one. We went with everything. Mm-hmm. They had nothing more to offer us. I wasn't willing to say right. goodbye to my daughter, so I went looking for something natural that they just didn't give us as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I had to find was a massive anti-inflammatory, and I had to find it quick. And cannabis was the answer to that. So you tried it? We did. So we tell did. us, I guess, first and foremost, like what, what are the current laws in Australia based oh, on that? Illegal across, across the board. 
Totally illegal. Yeah. Yes. Totally illegal. And but you were in the U.S. when you decided to no. come. Okay. No, no, no. We, she was in Australia. Okay, so you were back. You were in the U.S. Yeah. just to in, investigate, and you went back. Went okay, over okay. There to um, literally find out what was killing right. the girls, because nobody in Australia could give us that answer. Uh-huh. Um, so then, yeah, to come home to research natural ways. Now, you know, really, we were just after an extension. Mm-hmm. That was all we were after. Mm-hmm. Just a way to give our daughter's body a break from the chemicals right. that she had been bombarded with since birth. Even if we could give her a three-month break right. and then hit her with the steroids again, if that's yeah. what we really had to do, right. what a difference. we were willing to do that. We were just talking about, you know, what you take into your body, you know, forms. So, I mean, if you just think about the shift from chemicals to a natural plant, yeah. for example, or, or plant, you know, matter or just the extract from it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, thing is, the thing is, is that when she was given the oil and uh, when she did try the oil in Australia, when she, when she found out the properties that it had, then she, her, she was at risk of going to prison and losing her children. So that's when she decided, well, that's when even, we, even though when we did our own trial, we did it through a one of the largest hospitals in our country. Of course, I, I cannot throw names out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a very high pediatric lung specialist looking after our daughter while we did this trial. Oh, wow. We proved it via PFTs. We proved it via x-rays. Mm-hmm. And yet, because it is an illegal substance in our country, they wouldn't even hand over that documentation to us. Right. We could prove that this was working for our daughter. Yeah, but you know what? She's, she's, yeah, it's pretty bad. But, you know, coming to Canada, beautiful country, by the way. Right? I mean, it's amazing. And we got her a pediatric lung specialist here. We got her approval from the college. We got approval from Health Canada. And, uh, you know, the girls are are, are on the oil. But think about it. Incredible. Yeah, that's okay. No, but I'm just saying, so she's here actually in Canada as a refugee, right? And, uh, and, but the thing is, the great thing is that we, you know, she's, she's very well known in Australia, her story, and mm-hmm. then eventually we set up a call with the uh, health minister, Jack Snelling, you know, and... Uh, and look, honestly... Yeah, so what's your support he, like in Australia? Well, I mean, oh, he, he denied yeah. us, us twice. Um, he had refused to meet with Tabitha. She had asked him personally to meet with him and to mm-hmm. ask him if she could continue on this medication. Right. Um... Of course, he said, no, I'm not going to sit there and listen to a 12-year-old kid. No way, there is no science, I don't believe it, it's not happening. Um, When Alex sent us his email, you know, it it was a turning point for Tabitha because... Is that how it started, from an email? Just one just reached out? Yeah. Yeah. incredible. And it was something that just told me, and I don't do that, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wow. I mean, we had said to Tabitha, you know, we... We had a horrendous fight just for oxygen in our country. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had to go to the United States just to have oxygen accepted into our school system so she could go to school like a normal kid. Oxygen, you yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I had already been fighting for five years for that. Right. Now, to know that my daughter wanted to fight for an exceptionally illegal substance in our country, mm-hmm. I put myself out there big time. Yeah. So this was something she had to do. So we said to her, you know, if you truly believe in the science of this kiddo, then we will back you all the way. And she put out a plea on Facebook and on YouTube and wherever else she could put can we, Where can we find, like, where could our listeners find that? Ah. 
My sister Tabitha on YouTube. Okay. My sister Tabitha. So yep. My sister Tabitha. Yeah. All right. Everyone got that? Um, That's the channel, I guess? Yeah. Right. And, of course, uh, all of our uh, interviews and such are all on Today Tonight yes. in Australia. So... Okay. How long how long has this process been happening with you guys? Like when did you meet? How long have you been in Canada for? Well, we arrived on the twenty second of June after a oh, okay. phone call from Alex standing outside a courthouse and me standing outside a hospital in Adelaide and he goes wow. Yep, the court case has just gone through and I've got the travel agent on the other phone no going, way. Yep, book the tickets, yeah. we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was literally yeah, done. But but then right. getting them here is one thing. <laughs> And, and and everything and everything was beautiful. And a lot of but I mean, don't people. forget, we're treating yeah. an eight-year-old and a thirteen-year-old country too. Oh, on the well, way right? over oh, here, yeah, one yeah. of them had an uh, like one of them yeah, had an, attack, an ambulance and everything. Yeah. Fourteen hours, something. Yeah, it was yeah. it was Tabitha tough on Tabitha. Re- yeah, she sure. she hit respiratory distress quite even uh, even jet lag would probably be a huge what happened to Yeah, horrendous. But even the, but hey, one thing about Canada, I have to say, because immigration did come and visit us, you know, because they stayed, uh, they came as visitors, as my yeah. guests, and then uh, they, then they, they got to a status where they're refugees because right. they can't go back home. I wasn't going to let these girls go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I, they can't have their medicine. Right. So then they came, but you know what? Uh, the government worked with us. And uh, they're allowing us to stay until we can convince the government in Australia. Right. And that's, that's incredible. And that's what Hashtag she was, Canada, right? Yeah, and that's what oh. she was, uh, Canada's <laughs> a great country. Oh, man. And, that's, and great. that's where Jack Snelling came. I didn't even know Jack Snelling. She knew Jack Snelling, and then she's the one who put it all together. To, and, and then, I, like, with somebody else, and then supposedly you were having a hard time with Jack Snelling. This is in Canada, yeah. But uh, he was having, here, she was having a right? hard time yeah. reaching out yeah. to him. Yeah. But the thing is, eventually, when we did get a hold of him, and 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 I had a Skype call with him, uh, you know, he. He, he, you know, with with my story of what I shared with him about my experience and what I've done here and what yeah. Anna's done here and what we can what we're doing with the with the girls, you know, I he mean, just I, I get he switched. It. He got it. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're little kids. Yeah. You know, of course, nobody wants to put their child at risk, and, okay. and nobody is going to allow anyone to put a child at risk. Right. We understand mm-hmm. that. But it's hard for the health minister, though. You, got, totally. you see, you got to see his yeah. point of view. It's hard for a health minister yes. to. This is what I understand about uh, the, the the minister, uh, the health minister Jack Snelling, is that there's no research or clinical trials, Alex. There's no efficacy. And I'm on his side, and he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But you know, God bless him, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, the girls or whatever happened here in Canada, he's actually signed over. He's given us an exemption for the girls. So now what we're doing is we're looking for a producer or to work with a licensed producer that's one-on-one to work with the girls and we can go to Australia and get the medicine to the girls but there is a happy ending to all this yeah. because you know like I said um, it's definitely know, going the right direction but it sounds oh, right you know, like, oh absolutely and, and it's inevitable the health minister in Australia saying, changing his children, yeah. mind there and everything is, is no other thing. way to do this Very but cool. via <clears throat> NAC's model right. it's that simple you know as a parent I never ever wanted to take their lives into my own hands. Mm -hmm. Not ever. No parent wants to do that. They just want to be a mum. They just want to be a dad. Mm -hmm. They want to trust in the system out there that they're getting the right information and that they can trust the education and the safety aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have done it any other way than via Alex's model. Simple. Because as a parent, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, anecdotal, great. 
I watched the difference in my children, but that doesn't mean that over the long term I can actually keep no. that going. Correct, yeah. You yeah. Know? Because I am. Ultimately, I'm just their mum. And I shouldn't have to, you know, no doctor is allowed to treat their own child. Yeah. We're not allowed to do that for a reason. Well, there has to be options out there for parents to put that in other people. Yeah, because right now she was in in Australia. She's I mean the bravery from her too, and of course for for her to do what she did, but for her to get to she she was the one treating her own child. Yeah, right. Because nobody else could until she came to Canada. But um, I mean that was pretty heavy. And and when I think when she realizes when we go back to Australia and we help the children out there, that's going to be her her payback for her, I think, where she will feel, you'll probably, like, that's going to be so Oh, that'll be an incredible feeling. Because yeah. she is the one that started it in us. Like, we'll have to be there for that. Yeah. We'll have to fly out. Fly out to Australia. <laughs> I imagine we'll have to. I mean, what she's been through, like, you should see these pictures of the kids in yeah, the hospital yeah. when they were little. Like, this isn't something and where, she's been Yeah, where can people months. see, like, if, that, I think it's, I mean, I think you're, people are going to be interested in that story. I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, an amazing story. Well, look, we'll give you the links for the girls. Yeah, yeah, we'll put them in the, we'll put them yeah. in the details. Yeah. everything. You know, this is something that they're fighting for. And I think what really sparked it was um, our last Prime Minister came out a year ago and said, you know, the whole thing is if you can access this in another country safely, mm -hmm. then you should be able to access it in Australia Absolutely, safely. yeah. Well, you know what? That was a year and a half ago, and we're still no closer to actually accessing it safely yeah. in our country. And they can throw all these laws out there and change whatever they like, but they still have to have a theory in process to make this work and make it work safely. Like, how's it going in the states? How many states are legal? Or have yeah, you still have the, the states that are recreational, uh, but there's states that are doing medical marijuana now. You know, then every there's states coming up every day now. Yeah, right? I guess they all have different rules, all right. Like ours is a bit more. Well, medical marijuana is definitely going to be one. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt that cannabis is a medicine. We just need to prove it, um, and I think that uh, the Australian government knows that as well. I think what she's talking about is that we don't have them, and the same thing that we have here in Canada is we don't have a proper model in place, and that's why the pharmacy guys are coming in now because that's the model that it probably should be when it's medical marijuana, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the dispensers can take care of the recreational or, or if the dispensers are medical, they can be medical as well. So uh, I think what she's talking about is just the model. They're, they're still in limbo there, but I believe that Australia is going to lead everyone with the best medical marijuana. Well, I mean, program. you connected the two. I believe that. They're the going to go with the pharmacy model yeah. before even Canada does, probably. Wow. Yeah. So and, they're, they're, and, you know, if they're, if they're really clever, they'll learn they, from Australia's Canada. a yeah. government that really they cares really about the will. community. You know, they really do. Well, Australia's I mean, you, you, don't, too. you don't hear from any... I mean, if you talk to anyone around the world, Australia is, like, and it's one of those countries mm. where you very rarely hear anything negative yeah. about Australia. Exactly. Like, Australia's yeah. a great yeah. country. You know, I mean, Canada has been leading the way in this. You guys have been yeah. through all the potholes. Yeah. You guys have well, we have been a plant in our flag. So I know uh, I asked Alex yesterday, I was listening to, we before season one, we actually did kind of like a, an introductory discussion with test. Alex. Yeah, yeah. Test. we didn't end up airing it, but it was incredible. But I was listening to it last night just to kind of, you know, re-spark re, re some of the thoughts. But uh, you gave me a quote yesterday and you said, uh, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's safe. And I think it's just... Regard, not even, we're not even talking about cannabis specifically, but 
it's such a, a, a deep quote and a, it's a value. So to, what does that mean to you? Like when you get yeah. it, like what, what, is, what does that mean to you? Well, and what, how does that relate to cannabis and NAC? And well, you know, I think, you know, when we legalize anything, whether it's marijuana or, or anything, that we have to do it responsibly. And I just think that um, when you legalize cannabis, it might send the wrong message to children and think, oh, if it's legal, then it's okay. Yeah. Well, no, it's legal, but it's not okay. There are risks involved. It's and I just want, and I want yeah. people to, and even if it was just recreational, I'm just saying, uh, there, you have to just, because anything is legal, it's not safe, including alcohol if you drink too much of it, including McDonald's if you eat it every day. Mm-hmm. Water. Right? You drink so, too much water. So, you know, like yeah, it doesn't matter. So I, I decided to encompass that, you know, and that was my mantra for, you know, all these years when I developed NAC. That was my mantra. Yeah. Just because it's legal. I already knew it was going to go legal in the in back then. Right. Right? I knew where we were going to go. It was obvious. So and I was saying, well, if just because it's legal doesn't mean it's safe. I want to send a message out there to the children. Yeah. Right? Hey, guys, just because it's legal, it's not safe. And let me educate on that and while you're at it we should talk to you about alcohol because alcohol is really bad for frontal lobe development in children yeah so stay away from alcohol and stay away from marijuana until you know you're at least your, your frontal lobes developed and you know they say it's 25 now at years of age when it's totally developed but you know but there are exceptions because i know people who say they smoke cannabis from 15 years old and they're the most brilliant people mm-hmm. i've ever met yeah but again that takes us all the way back to the endocannabinoid and again yeah balance but until we have those answers until we have those answers we need to do research and, and that's it and that's pretty much what your country is all about and we've proven it to them luckily and 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 uh and health minister um, you know jack snelling is he, he's okay with us and yeah. we're gonna head over there as soon as we do hey i mean you have it right on your sign national access cannabis other side let's talk answers i mean you got you have it right right in there it's like let's talk about the solution you know yeah. As oh yeah to and this. the solution's already there yeah you know yeah. just somebody just has to ask and, and nobody's talking about safe distribution of this product right Right, and you're talking. Everybody's saying, "Hey, when are we gonna legalize it? What about safe distribution?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that's the, the first thing, and then they don't even have it right now. Well, we have it with our model, and there's a few dis- dispensaries out there that have the similar model to us. And yeah. we're, we're out there. The model's already there. The government needs to just look at the people that are in the industry, and uh, and, and look for us for you know we can give them guidance on it because we have the experience. And uh, I think, and I think we're gonna be going to Australia and sharing what we've shared here in Canada. That's amazing. And we're going to spread, I mean, we're going to push it as much as we can and try to spread both of your guys' stories because I think it's uh, I think it's important just to get the education out there because there's only so much you can learn from, you know, your your nighttime news or what you're reading in a magazine or a, a paper. So being able to hear it from people that have, you know, A, experienced it on, on Bobby's and how it's changed your life in a positive way. And Alex, you as a, a an advocate and an expert in, in the industry and trying to educate people and teach people how to how to be educated, I think is, uh, is invaluable. So, so first things last... Uh, if you could have three guests sit in your seat, who would they be? If we could sit here and learn from three other people, who would you want to see uh, sit in your seat? Oh my God! I, I can't, uh, <laughs> three people. Have to put my mother for sure. <laughs> your, oh, absolutely. your mother? Oh, yeah. Alex's mom. All right. <laughs> put my mom Season here, three. We're gonna get Alex's mom. That would be hilarious. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we should. We'll just run a 24-hour stream of Alex and his mom. <laughs> my mother. Uh, Justin for sure. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. I would yeah. love to, to be. We're gonna to we're gonna try to get him on season three. It's on our. We have a list of people that we want to come on as guests, and he's on there. So that's mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, 
That's a great point. Yeah, and the third person. Um, well, somebody that. Well, I have so many people got, that. Well, I know, and that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like you had so many names that you already went through. Yeah, yeah. You know, this guy should be on, and this guy should be on. This guy's got to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah, because there's so many beautiful people out there. Yeah. That, well, we're going to have been, you back, Alex. I think your story is amazing. I've been so fortunate to meet amazing yeah. people, and you guys are two of those as well. And Tyler and two guys over there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the boys in the back. Yeah. We've got a live audience today. Yeah. Now, how many memory cards we got now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, if right. I double that when my mom's here. All right. So thank you, Bobby. Thanks for coming in from Australia. Alex from BC. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing the country together, bringing the world together through uh, through your your education and experience. So uh, end of episode one. It's a great start to the season. Yeah. And uh, episode two, we're going to be recording with Tyler Wood. He owns uh, Kessel Run in La Cantina in Orleans. So if you're into Star Wars gaming, he's got a huge community out there. So uh, we're going to be talking to him. And stay tuned for the rest of the season. We've got some amazing guests. Growcast, Greg, you got closing comments? Growcast, nothing. This was amazing. That's it. That's it. Major. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Growcast. We listen, we learn, we grow.